Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the book chat. I've got a fantastic group of guests today, and we are going to be talking about their book. I am stoked about this book. Let me tell you guys, it is a hilarious read. But before I give too much away and jabber away, let me pull them in and let them introduce themselves. Hey, guys, welcome to the show. Hey yeah. there. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Anytime. So go ahead and tell our viewers and listeners a little bit about your book and what's gone into it. Okay. Uh, well, this is a, a fun adventure, self-growth, friendship, self-discovery comedy. <laughs> uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's an adventure book that was written first on uh, the heels of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So after reading that whole series and really enjoying what Douglas Adams created, uh, I wanted the story to continue and just created my own world with it. And uh, followed the same type of uh, humor and uh, the types of jokes and type of way that things are uh, un unveiled, as in science fiction and adding comedy to science fiction, pretty much anything's possible. <laughs> uh, so it's a, it, it's a fun book just as an escape. And uh, throughout our lives, we've been in the fitness and wellness and empowerment industries. So uh, we just re-released the book, taking these messages of self-growth and discovery and empowerment and intertwining them with all these memorable laugh out loud moments. Nice. So let's talk about the story behind the cover image. I know this is a very unique image for this book. Let's talk about the idea and where that came from. You want to start? Sure. Well, the idea came from um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy because, again, Jeff was a really big fan of that. And we, a lot of the book, was, the style of humor was based on that style of humor. And um, one of the covers that he had was really, really grabbing. Um, and it was a picture of just a big mouth. And um, it was a really grabbing, really good co cover that inspired this cover because we realized that our last cover, it was very much focused on one tiny aspect of the book, which was like a space scene. And now this <laughs> is a... So yeah, so this one, um, instead of it being showing the book and characterizing the book as though it's a sci-fi and a space book, it's more really about comedy and empowerment. And we thought that this cover was going to give that kind of feel away as soon as people saw it, that they would know it's something that they could laugh at. So, yeah, like on the last cover, which was like this space scene that Mindy was saying, uh, there, the planets were like all these smiley faces. So what we did is said, let's just grab one of those smiley faces. Yeah build it into a cover, and that way, the when someone sees the book at the beginning, their impression isn't that it's just a science fiction book or it's just about space or something like that. It just keeps it open to their imagination. I love that. And you guys really pulling in the reader's imagination. That's great because a lot of authors, they try to, like, force the idea on the readers, and you guys are bringing them, like, into the story and letting them kind of create their own idea of things. And also, uh, I'm referring to the character-driven recording that we did recently. Guys, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. You mentioned on that show that Serban, you don't really talk about what he looks like. You let that the readers do that. 
that also plays into that. And I, I love that about that. I love that you guys incorporated that into the writing. Well, you know, imagination is the, the beginnings of everything. You know, anything that happens around us, it first starts like with an image in your mind. So if we can touch people and get them to unlock that imagination capabilities within them, then they become part of the story in a completely different way. And it becomes more, uh, more part that we're co-creating. Uh, and uh, that's what we want to really be able to create. And on that, I'll add in that in addition to reading the book, they can help us co-create because we're looking for people to help write the theme song. We're looking for people to give us ideas for the next adventures. We're looking for scenes and stuff like that. So, yeah, the readers actually have an opportunity to be part of the writing of the story as well and imagining it up. That is amazing. And honestly, that should be like every reader's like dream come true. <laughs> and I have to ask, so we, you're doing a re-release of the book and everything. What are some of the takeaways you've learned in the process, starting with the original um, idea to where you guys are now? What, uh, well, are you looking from what we've learned or what we've put into the book? Probably go ahead and share both because there's going to be a lot on both sides. I know that's like a huge question, but I, I am curious as an author and a reader, like, you know? <laughs> well, you know, the process the first time around was uh, understanding that launching a book is launching a business. Mm -hmm. And we had to go through that whole process. It was first, okay, here's the book. Yay. Now it's <laughs> done. Okay. Now it has to be edited again, again, and again, and again, until... And still. <laughs> and still. And then once it's edited, it's like, yay, it's done. Wait a minute. Now we have to get this uh, put together in a way that's going to be able to be uploaded somewhere because it's not just the Word document I have. It has to be structured in the right way. Okay, great. Now it's done. Oh, yeah, we need a cover. Uh, and then uh, we decide to do the audiobook, and then you're going to decide whether you're doing an ebook or paperback, and then pricing it, and then figuring out how to write what the book description is and the whole Amazon world. So uh, going through it a second time now, we have more insight uh, to know, okay, we're not even going to attempt to create our own cover. We're not going to attempt to do the typesetting. We're not going to do the editing on our, on our own. Uh, we decide, okay, let's look for people who have an expertise in each of those areas. Because the amount of time it would take us and the learning lessons it's just not worth it for the cost that you would put out, which you're going to have to put out anyway. Yeah. Uh, so it was more approaching it from that standpoint, being more strategic with it. Okay, let's launch it, but let's let's do it in a particular way so that we're building up to the excitement of what it's about. That's on, on the business side, like from the author perspective. As far as the storyline, we've been continually on a journey of our own transformation and connecting with different people who have wisdom to share and innovations to share and different philosophies. So we spent the last uh, probably five months, six months, really absorbed in uh, educating ourselves, learning more deeper levels of, well, what does self-love and unconditional love mean? What, what are the, uh, the things that people need to know so that they can take simple action steps that are going to move them forward on their journeys of transformation. <laughs> what are all these different things that would be important for people to know so that they can be happy? Yeah. You know? 
uh, our goal has been, uh, our mission for, for the last couple of decades has really been to inspire people to love better how they look and feel and act and function and breathe. So we've been able to take even more messages, embed them into the book, and, and that's been the big process of where it went from what we had to what we're relaunching now. So on that, while we were doing that, we were um, taking the story deeper so that we can get those points across. And in doing that, in some scenes, we actually had to lengthen the theme or add in another theme further down the road at another point in the book. So it just actually added to the story, but on a deeper level so that we could, our intention is to empower readers so that they are more happy and making more helpful decisions and uh, learning to love themselves. You know, what we found is most people are walking around being a human being and out being a human doing without actually knowing how this whole system operates. So we took the time and the focus of understanding, well, what are the deeper levels that can, that everyone should know? It's like we, we know like maybe 50 or 60% of the information. Well, what about that other 40%? Well, if we can now share that with other people and get people to make just a simple shift that's going to put a smile on their face for longer, make them look at things differently, then, then we've done what we wanted to do. And that was a big focus of the revision. Nice. That's, that's a lot into it and a big, I feel like a big jump almost, but you guys actually had a lot of that in the first book too. So, because I'm one of the few, I think, well, I say few, I know you, you sold a lot of copies originally. Like I got to read it or listen to it. It just, yes. Which, if you guys are listening, go buy this book. You will not regret it. I'm telling you, it had me laughing and in tears at times, laughing so hard. So, oh, yeah. that's awesome. It's, it's a great book. And really, so going forward with this story, you're going to have more like happening in the Serbanan universe and everything with everybody. What is one of the things you really look forward to happening in that world? The fact that the story is continuing. You know, uh, when people read the first book, the first question was, uh, okay, what's next? You know, when can I expect something? So this one now is relaunching, and uh, book two is coming right in its heels. It's almost finished. And we've strategized out uh, for the nine, a total of nine books with it. So what's exciting is being able to build the story and understand where that journey is going to go and then lay different cookie crumbs, you know, mm -hmm. along the way to keep people excited about what's to come. And uh, we, we, we know some of the aspects, but a lot of it, you know, you being an author as well, it just downloads and, you know, we're learning the story as the story is being told. Downloading is a very good way to think about that, actually. I have never used that word with that, but it is. It's like you just have to sit and just let it flow down and then let it flow out onto the keyboard. I love that. I I, I need to frame that for credit. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Especially with having everything so technology-based with writing anymore because you have to plug it all into the computer and go through all this stuff on the screen. It's it really is like you're downloading it and just letting it go through you. That's crazy. So I, another question for you guys, with the series planned out and everything, do you have a certain writing routine that you're sticking with to accomplish the next nine books? Are you setting a like weekly or monthly amount of words to get it done? 
You know, it's uh, a great question. We've never sort of operated that way. We've operated much more based on those downloads coming in, being present, being in the moment with it. You know, some days could sit down and write a few thousand words or 3,000, 4,000. Some days it's just a sentence here or, or there. Uh, it's more that we're absorbed in the world and we're allowing that to, to play itself out. Typically, uh, in most cases, I'm writing and doing the first round and then Mindy's coming in and tweaking, moving things around, adding more layers, uh, adding to the... Uh, the style of humor so that we're capturing things and it's uh, the messages are not getting lost but they're not also taking the forefront meaning that if someone's not open to that message then it's just like a fun scene and if they're open to it it will be like oh wow cool and they'll get that aha so that's how we've typically done it you know uh, but we, we haven't sat a you know here I need so many words for this time and I know a lot of people do that kind of style. Uh, to me, it always felt uh, much more analytical, whereas when you're in the creative process, you're in a different brainwave and state than trying to determine, okay, I'm going to do a thousand words today, I'm at 742, and now I need to do another 250 or whatever that number is to make sure that I've met my target, and we haven't operated that way. We kind of have a time frame that we know, well, we want to get book two done, you know, over the next few months, but we haven't said it has to be done by this exact day. So with working as a team on this, have y'all found a, like different scenes where you've kind of like butted heads on how it should go? Well, there has been a few. <laughs> <laughs> at, at the beginning, I was like, no, what I wrote is gold. Nothing should be touched on this. <laughs> uh, and I was resistant to a lot of change. Well, he started writing the book when he was a teenager, so he knew none of the empowerment stuff. All of that was, like, new to him. So when I first suggested that we incorporate that, that was, like, a shock to him. Like, how could you do that? Because my story isn't that. But then over the years, <laughs> he grew to love it, and now... That's how he writes it now, too. Yeah. You know, it's that whole part of uh, any author or any business. It's the letting go, right? Uh, the first cover that was done was like a picture I took, and I, I thought, that's amazing. It it's, wasn't, a good it's a good picture. <laughs> yes. for a book. It's the letting go, and uh, I was resistant at first, and then when I let go, I saw, well, Mindy actually created some amazing things, and that's why she's now... Co-author, <laughs> uh, because you. she did such an amazing job. But it's that part of letting go, uh, being able to say, "Okay, I've done what I think is the best that I can do," and there are other brains and other thought waves of how to expand on it. And uh, I, I was open to the changes. Sometimes it takes him a while to be open to the changes. Sometimes he needs to read it like a couple more times. We have to have a little banter back and forth. <laughs> And eventually, but or like we come to a compromise and we agree on something together. The compromise is good. I'm sure yeah. like it takes some time to get there. So because being married couple and working together on this too, I know there's other like things you guys probably banter about as you're working on this. Yeah. I, I give <laughs> kudos to you guys because if I had to work on something with my husband, I think we would kill each other. <laughs> Which do you feel like you guys have grown closer in like the creative aspect working on this book together? 
I think so, because uh, up until Mindy really stepped in, or I allowed her to fully step in, because I was resistant at the beginning, uh, it's now become more uh, something that we're doing. So on the we're doing, it means that it's not just my brain on it, it's, it's her brain too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it, it, it's part of our, our world now. Like it's, you know, we've, we've worked together now for over two decades in the fitness and wellness and empowerment side. And this is now an extension. And what we've done is almost taken everything that we've worked on together and put it into the book and said, we can reach more people through comedy than just, hey, you need to be fit or you need to, you know, look at life in a different way. We can teach that in, in, a, in a fun way. And I think humor acts as that opening for people to be more accepting and then realizing because you can laugh about it and then realize, oh, but there's another message behind that. Yeah. So let's go ahead and talk about the fitness aspect that kind of influenced this book. Go ahead and tell our viewers and listeners a little bit about what you guys do outside of book work. Well, so our background originated uh, in the bodybuilding uh, industry. So we, we helped to launch and pioneer what's known as the natural bodybuilding movement and events known as fitness model search. And we ran uh, hundreds of uh, events around the world, expos, TV shows, and magazines. And it was always to inspire people to step out of their comfort zone and you know, visualize what they can be. Visualize that superhero that they can become and then give them a pathway to be able to reach that and then uh, step up on a stage or on a TV show or a magazine and showcase that and inspire other people. And along the way, we started to really uh, understand that the focus seemed to have always been on the outward appearance of the body. And people forgot about the inside and about building their bodies from the inside out. And they forgot about the mental and the emotional and the social and the spiritual aspects of what it means to be a person. And just uh, it's not just about the strength and appearance. It's not about looking a certain way just for that moment to be ready for a photo shoot or to step up on a stage. It's, well, what happens throughout your life? And we've then been on a journey for about 10 years now of uh, aligning with the right people and products and services and philosophies to give people that opening of how they can improve themselves. And we've been learning, we've been teaching, we've been uh, aligning with, with people that can help that message, you know, uh, be reached much, much further. Uh, and the, the message really is unconditional love, you know, when it really comes down to that. But that's even a sentence that years ago I wasn't even comfortable saying, you know, and especially in the fitness world, these were things that were never really talked about. And now it seems people are much, much more open to that and people looking for a way just to feel good. And if they can make simple changes in their lifestyle or simple changes in the way that they engage on a daily basis, they can be happier and they can smile more. And once people start to feel like they could feel better, then they want to know, well, how can I feel even better and what more can I do? And that's been our journey. Yeah. So basically, we were in the fitness world thinking that the people who are competing and who are on uh, the covers of magazines, that they're the epitome of health and happiness, and confidence, and fulfillment. So we originally wanted to give 
more people the opportunity to transform themselves into their own visual superhero so they felt the same things. But during our process, we came to discover it's not true, that the people on stage who look like superheroes don't actually feel like superheroes. They don't think like superheroes. So then we set out on a different pathway. We pivoted and decided we have to empower people in a different way. We have to learn how people can actually love how they think, feel, act, look, dream, and function. And we um, decided that we need to discover the people and the innovations that could create these like simple shifts, these actions that people could take. And through a simple mindset shift or a simple action, suddenly it has a big impact on their life. And that's what we were looking for. So it's a continuation of what we were doing in the fitness industry that we're putting into this book. It's a different platform. Do you guys feel like a lot of the stuff you did for marketing um, on that end carried over for your book marketing? I think so, because if you start to break it down and, you know, most people who read science fiction and fantasy have the understanding that everything's energy, everything's vibrations, we're, we're all energetic beings and they're expressed in different types of characters in the fantasy world and, and science fiction world. And people are okay with understanding that. And they look at it that that's something outside of them. What we're saying is, no, that, that's inside of you. You know, uh, use the basic, the, the force from, from Star Wars. Well, that's something that everyone has, if you could tap into it. Now, maybe you can't tap into it and move a spaceship with your mind, you know, on day one <laughs> or ever. It's more the knowledge that we have all this power within us. And if we can direct that, in the right way and the right energy behind it, it's going to change the way we feel. Everything that we take into ourselves, from the food we eat to the drinks we put in to what we allow to enter our mind, has a vibration. And after you've nourished yourself and that is excreted out, all that's left is a vibration. And all that you think about, what you read, what you watch, all that's left is that vibration. So you get to choose what you want that to be. And that's going to change the way that you conduct yourself on an ongoing basis. So we've taken a lot of the messaging of what was originally put out on the fitness end of, okay, let's make ourselves look good. And we switched that and said, well, in the process of feeling good, you're going to look good. Let's focus on the feeling good part. Yeah. And in that way, instead of looking like a superhero, now you unleash your inner superhero. And for those that aren't ready to take that step yet, well, let's just get them to laugh. And when you're laughing, you know, when you said you laughed out loud to tears, you're in a moment where you're not thinking about anything. You're just in joy. Yeah. And you're in that moment. And if you can carry on that feeling for another few moments, well, then you're going to feel better for another few moments and, you know, find other ways to tap into that. And the cool thing with that also is that when you laugh, you're actually then firing the feel-good hormones into your body. So in addition to making you feel good, it's actually doing really good things inside your body so that not just in that moment, but later on, you also feel good too. Yeah, that's true. That's exactly what I was thinking when you guys were talking about. It's like the, the laughter is a key of releasing all those endorphins. I, I like that. That's great. Yeah. And that's a really good message for readers to take away too because you want, I mean, it's good to have sad stories every now and then, but feel like we need more laugh out loud stories like this in the world because the world's kind of in a rough place right now and we you need think? to change those vibrations and this is one of those books that's going to do that 
So yeah. did you guys have that in mind that it was going to go out and change, like have such a big impact on people's lives when you wrote it? Yeah, yeah. that's what we really wanted. Uh, we wanted people to, to laugh, to feel good. People who are looking for an escape, people who are feeling uh, depressed or just not in their right state, well then take a break. Do something that's going to make you feel good, that make you just forget everything else around you and do something where you feel good. And then everything else around you changes. Like it, it really does. It's, it's the energy that you put towards it. You know, any situation, uh, no matter how dire, there's always the good and the bad on how you can look at it. And if you can, uh, what Mindy always says is find the golden nugget in that situation, then focus on that part. Even if it's teeny, there still is that possibility of you feeling better if you focus on the thing that will make you feel better. Yeah. And everything has a trickle effect because if one person's feeling better, then they may smile at the next person that they see. And that might uplift that person and then so on and so on. So there's that ripple effect. But yeah, when you ask, like if we had this as an idea, our goal is to help raise the social consciousness and like shift things so that more and more people are loving who they are and discovering their passion and becoming creative and putting more out into the world from a space of love rather than from fear. That is great because we do need that. Like, and I feel like during the pandemic, the world kind of got to see how important creativity is, especially with all the different emotions and depression and anxiety that like crowded in on everybody's life. That creativity is what everybody turned to. And this laughter and taking a break and stuff, like you've mentioned, that's what we all need at times. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I do want you to go ahead and tell our listeners and viewers where they can find your amazing book and more about you guys. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Well, if they go to the website, servanand.com, uh, they can find everything there. And right now the books are on Amazon, on Kindle, Kindle Unlimited, and the audiobook, which is awesome, awesome, awesome. That's on Audible. Sweet. Well, guys, once again, thank you so much. And you guys, you can find all of my stuff at my website, thechaptergoddess.com. If you're listening, make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast channel. If you're watching, make sure you subscribe and like as well. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.